Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 13, where we're going to talk about buying a laser. Uh, this week, Stephen can't make it, so I am joined with my friend Bill from Pinpoint Creative Studio. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am doing great. So I know you know a lot more about buying lasers than me. I don't know about that anymore. I think you have almost as much of experience as I do at this point in time, but... um. I guess it's arguable. We have different experiences, which is a good thing. I think that's the main thing. Different yeah. experiences. Right, right. So, um, yeah, how do we start this? I guess. Well, we could... first, let's start off with what lasers we have. How about that? Or where you started and what you have now. Okay. Um, well, I pretty much have now with what I started with. True. But there was a hiccup <laughs> along the way. So, yeah, that'd be an interesting part of the history. But, yeah, I, I have a couple of epilogues. I have two epilogues. I have a, a Legend 36 EXT, which is a 60-watt machine. And then I have the Epilogue Zing, which is a 40-watt machine. And then I started with in your Epilogue Zing 40-watt, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I just kept coming to you until I could finally afford one. Yeah, and then I bought the full spectrum hobby laser, like Gen five, I think it was, and bought that used. Probably had it a year, maybe before uh -huh. I ditched it, and then saved and bought my Epilogue Mini twenty four off Craigslist. We're both Which epilogues. An awesome buy, by the way. I love that buy by far yeah. my greatest deal off Craigslist. Yeah, well, you're a champ at that. I think you're much better at that than I am. Just, you know, having the patience to go find those great deals online. I'm just like, <laughs> what? $10,000? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was after replacing the tube, because that was dead, uh -huh. which I think is why nobody wanted to buy it, is because the tube was dead. And after all of that and fixing it and having it working... And the exhaust and the compressor and everything, I think it was 6500 bucks, And just the laser retails for what, like sixteen grand. Man, with all the bells and whistles, I mean, it's probably about... I mean, I'm talking about the Zing, too. I mean, your model, that model is actually pricier. I mean, yeah, it's one up from yours, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think with all the bells and whistles, the Zing is like thirteen k, Or yeah, it was, at least when was, I got it. I think this one was 15 or 16 Yeah, which is... Phew, yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah. Hey, so I have a question. Are you guys still doing that thing in the beginning of your podcast where you talk about something interesting that has happened during the week or yeah. has that gone the way of the Why, dinosaur? what happened? I no, no, nothing, nothing. Oh. I was just asking. I'm curious. <laughs> so we do occasionally. It just yeah. depends on time. 
Oh, uh, okay, okay. It depends. But on if dynamic. you have something interesting that happened, I'm all for hearing it. Ah, oh, man. You know, I now that I brought it up, I can't think of one interesting thing that's happened. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I have to open my big mouth. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw. I saw the movie Hereditary. I haven't even heard of that. Oh, I mean, do you like horror movies? Uh, not really. Okay, so so if you if you like horror movies. Or if you have listeners that like horror movies, I recommend it. It was pretty good. So it had, had a crazy fucking ending. Like, really just, woo, out there. Nice. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't want to give anything away for people who want to watch it. But it's if it's 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 up there with, like, you know, maybe, like, my top 20 sci-fi. Well, not sci-fi, just horror movies. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah I watched, uh, last night we watched Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's been a while and i forgot quite a bit of it and then i rewatched it and i was like man i don't remember the majority of this movie it's it's a great movie it is it, it was supposed to be it was actually supposed to be a lot darker than it turned out to be like i think initially it wasn't too bad yeah no it's not that bad but i think i think the original plot was supposed to be he's trying to seduce um what's her name's character um the dead wife no the girl the young oh, girl. Oh. Well, he kind of, he kind of does. But I mean, like sexually seduce her. Like he's like really. Like, oh, even wants her. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, supposed to be yeah. like, pretty like up, out there. So they just thought it'd be like too creepy, and they. <laughs> they yeah, that, well, even that even the level they had was kind of <laughs> yeah. creepy. It was it was enough, but it, no, it's a fantastic movie. It's funny you mentioned that because we went to this ice cream shop yesterday, and they were playing the Beetlejuice music in the place, and I was thinking about like, how I have to see that movie again. We saw Smallfoot. <laughs> So I do want to see that. It was cute. It was very cute. I very think our kids for... would like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, your kids are at the age where I think they would enjoy it. It was, it was a lot of fun. But um, anyhow, yeah, that was it. That was about the most interesting thing I did this weekend. Hey, it's still good. Okay, it is. <laughs> so I did find out that it is cheaper for me to ship material to you in South Carolina, have you cut it, and ship it back to me. It's cheaper to do that than it is to go five minutes down the road and have somebody cut it in town. No way. Really? Does that make any sense? That makes no sense at all. So one person, for the file I sent you, mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's going to be like maybe somewhere between an hour and two hours, maybe. They wanted $500 just to cut it. No material. Are you serious? And I still had to supply the material. And another one wanted... 250 a minute but he runs a full spectrum laser uh -huh. which is like half the speed of an epilogue right so then it's going to take like four hours <sighs> like i can't afford like the whole sign job is like only a little bit higher than what they're trying to charge me to cut it in the first yeah, place it's like hey buddy time for an upgrade i know right i'm like man i need a <laughs> two foot by three foot laser now i told kate this and she's like Wow, that's ridiculous. It's like, yeah, it really is. So materials and shipping materials. And it's so it's cheaper to have me get it here, get it cut here, and then do the cutting on the laser here. Is that what you're saying? So I ordered the materials from that place you told me about. What was the place called? Wait, there's Piedmont Plastics or Canal? Canal Plastics. Canal. Yeah. So because they shipped the 24 by 36 and I didn't need to buy a full giant sheet. Yeah, they're good. So, they're pretty good. Actually, I don't I don't know if you guys will ever have room for it in the future, but I think if we uh if you guys want to do a podcast about 
materials or sourcing materials. We need to. Yeah, I think that'd be really helpful for people because oh, yeah. that was a big part of it too, man. Like, you know, the money I would spend just on MDF. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I I ordered the canal from Canal Plastics this time. Mm-hmm. And it's coming to you directly. But it was like I think ninety something dollars for both sheets plus shipping. So it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But then you have materials like the specialty orange plastic that you'll see. And it's like a full sheet. They are going to cut it down. Or they're supposed to. I'm still working through that quote. You have to buy two sheets because it's specialty like stuff they have to make. So two, two 36 by 24 sheets? Yeah. Two, okay. No, right. Well, no. It's like two four foot by eight foot sheets. I oh. Think. Shit. But they're going to okay. cut it into two foot by three foot. And this is that canal, canal plastics you're talking about? This is actually uh, Romark. So it comes through Johnson oh, Plastics. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And it's like one sheet is like $130. Wow. Yeah, it's pricey. But that's what the client wants. So well, one that's four what foot the by eight gets. foot sheet. Yeah, one and you have to order okay. two. So then I had to order two hundred and sixty dollars. So, so what, what makes it specialty? Uh, so it's Romark Fusion Graphics, okay. and it's like this. You can pick a color, and then it can put a filter over top to give it like a an effect of whether it's like a diamond shaped kind of effect or like a checkerboard effect. Uh-huh. Uh, and this one's like a a gla- crystally glass effect. So it kind of like changes the hints and tones of the orange, but it's like a really thin filter they apply at the factory. Oh. And then if you engrave it, it becomes white. But if you leave it, then it has that orangey crystally look, which is what the client wants. So, I mean, 130 bucks for an 8 foot by 4 foot sheet, you said? I think so. That's actually not that bad. It's really not. So it's the fact that you have to order item? two. Yeah, that well, yeah. But at least you have a lot to spare. I mean, hopefully somebody will want that again. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'll have to have a sale. Hey, who wants this material? Right. Well, I guess you have to price accordingly, thinking yeah. that nobody will ever want to get by that again. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That would make sense. So right. you're so you started with the zing. I started with the zing. You did the financing through Epilogue, right? Actually, it's a company that was um that well well Epilogue actually had told us, you know, why don't you guys go through, um, why am I having a brain fart right now? Give me a second. I'll think of what they're called. Ah, geez. But it occurred through epilogue basically. Well, yeah, they recommended this. They recommended these guys, um, for the leasing. Um, okay. and I can't think of it right now and it'll come to me later. It's one of those things that if you ask me any other time, I would remember right away, but yeah. So we do the lease through this company that basically handles mostly heavy maker make like heavy duty maker equipment okay and they do they do they do a lot of uh, leasing with lasers so it's a lease to lease to own option i mean that's what we took which is kind of funny because the zing is actually paid off this month nice isn't that funny that is yeah so it's been since 2013 man yeah <laughs> i like my route <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so i mean your your initial expense is pretty low, but when you think about it, you do end up paying a lot of money down the line, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're making these monthly payments. So if you have the cash up front and you find somebody offering a great deal, take it because 
because you'll be saving a lot of money, right? Well, and so, that's so I basically took a bunch of side jobs uh-huh. and just squirreled the money away. Yeah, and kept searching Craigslist every day, probably three or four times a day. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was on a business trip and I searched it while I was sitting in my hotel, and up pops an epilogue. <laughs> I was like, okay. So Which, as soon as I saw it, I emailed the guy. And it's still a lot cheaper than the refurbished machines sold through Epilog itself. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to and drive 16 hours round trip to get it. But it was still cheaper to do that because I actually saw one on Epilog's website. Same machine as mine. And they still wanted, like, thirteen five. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> what did you pay for yours again? It was uh, I bought it for 5 and I and put a new tube you're... in it. And the tube is like twelve fifty, mm-hmm. and then the exhaust fan and the compressor. So by the time yeah. I was done, so you end up re- refurbishing the machine yourself, which is really easy. Yeah. And then their their tech support is really good. Oh yeah, and like, as you know, so it's sort of like as long as you have the serial number for your machine, they'll take care of it. Like you just bought it, which is really nice. Which I actually called them before I bought it to ask mm-hmm. them what could go wrong, and what potential hole am I digging myself mm-hmm. and they said as long as uh, that error code is the error code that they're getting it should just be the tube but if yeah. the motherboard went it was like another 600 bucks or something which still is not terrible yeah. I mean, but besides that consider. they're like everything else should be okay as long as the lenses are clean and the mirrors are fine yeah 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 I, I guess <laughs> I guess the back backtrack a little bit um you know, just talking about the initial experience of buying the laser to begin with was kind of interesting because oh, yeah. I didn't know anything and I didn't have anybody telling me anything about, you know, what what I needed to go along with the laser, um, the blower and the air compressor. And it was just See, I cheated because I used you. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wish I, I had another person like me um, or even more experienced. <laughs> it would have been... been really helpful along the way but um no it's good i mean i love relaying the information it's good that we're doing this podcast because i think it's good for people to have outlets where they could just get all this information you know oh, yeah sort of in in a one-stop shop sort of setting right but um yeah so initially buying the buying the zing it was it was i went to i went to columbia south america not columbia south carolina i went to columbia south america my cousin who's an electrical engineer had a had a zing and he had a legend over there and uh, we initially bought it to um, help support my wife's um, her uh, her letterpress business. So the idea was to continue doing letterpress, but you know, implement the new technology to do like fancy cuts in paper and whatnot. So you know, my cousin who is really good at just taking things apart. I mean, that's like one of his biggest hobbies. Like he buys mm-hmm. a machine, he loves like seeing the inside and outside. He's like, yeah, these machines are are really good. You know, the epilogues are awesome. The support's really good. Um, so he, he had me sold. I mean, he doesn't work for the company, and he knows what he's talking about um, more than I would. So uh, just based off what he's hearing, I'm like, hey, maybe we should look at these. Um, and we went to the local sales guy. Um, in North Carolina? In North Carolina, right. Yeah. I know who and, you're talking about. Um, whose name I can't remember either right now. I can never remember. Yeah. <laughs> 
again always happens at the worst moments um so yeah he he uh he gave us a demo and uh the demo was great and we just decided to sort of roll with it and buy it and um you know this is after looking at a couple of other machines i mean we thought for the amount of money that we were paying it was a good buy yeah comparatively speaking i mean because there are other great machines out there it's not like there's you know it's not like epilogue's the only one making great lasers there's different kinds of tubes which mm -hmm. i guess we can lead with that yeah there's glass tube there's metal tube and then i know trotec has like a ceramic patented tube or something they use the the glass tube requires water cooling mm -hmm. which is like your full spectrum lasers, Glowforge, Boss laser, uh, pretty much every Chinese one. Yeah. Uh, Laguna laser, and I'm trying to think if there are others. The yeah, new most of them are one. Chinese. Most of them are Chinese hybrids, like the Boss laser system. Like they build them here in the U.S., but like yeah. all the parts are brought in from China, and they just it's assembled here. Yeah. Right. right. I so think get... full spectrum's the same way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think most of them get their tubes imported from China, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're all glass, which was what my first one was, was a glass tube water-cooled 40-watt. Uh -huh. And then there's the metal tube, which is air-cooled, so you don't have to have that extra system. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the water pump in a bucket pumping distilled water through your laser, which to me makes it faster to get started it's less to worry about as far as what can break down yeah and if you're not working in a temperature controlled environment and well, granted you don't want to have your laser in a place that's 110 degrees but if you have a place <laughs> if you don't want to have your laser in a place that's ultra that gets ultra cold like you don't have proper heating um, mm -hmm. glass lasers are probably not the best solution unless you plan on emptying the water out every night well, that's true because yeah. I had somebody that they were in, they were basically in like, I think North Carolina, South Carolina area. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that. It was winter time. Their laser was in the garage and the two burst in yeah, the laser. The sudden, the sudden change in temperature, right? It yeah. Just like, Which yeah. won't happen with the metal one or the right. Trotec one. Right, right. I mean, there's all those and those are really the... I would call them the hobby ones because they're the cheaper ones to get into. So Glowforge yeah. is hobby. The full spectrum hobby laser is a hobby one because it's in the name. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Boss and Laguna. And then you have like the Rabbit, which is a Chinese one. Mm -hmm. And Thunder Laser and all oh, these other like ones. There's so many Chinese brands. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Like I... I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> there's so many of them. And then there's the Amazon special and eBay special, which is like an entire package for three grand, and it's like four feet wide. I'm like, uh, yeah, you get a giant table, but it's a big paperweight. Yeah, yeah. Which I helped somebody try to set one of those up, mm -hmm. and it had come from China. He had just got it, and the hole inside of it was rusty from oh, being on the that's sea. That's horrible, man. It's like, why did you buy this? Yeah, because it's cheap and people don't know. Like they don't do their research. Yeah, you know? so don't yeah. buy one from eBay or Amazon if you yeah. truly want to use it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think a good thing, and you're probably gonna agree with me on this. If you're gonna go out and buy a laser, 
go to or buy your laser from a place that's willing to give you a demonstration and show you the physical laser and i, I mean even if it's used or new or whatever like just go there and see how the thing works yes bring um keep in mind that like you know you're gonna have a certain material you're gonna be working with bring that material with you and let them test it on that material see how well it cuts it how fast it cuts it how mm -hmm. cleanly it cuts it um see how what kind of software that machine that machine uses um you know whatever the firmware works with um just to make sure that you know you're going to get the cut that you want with the type of file you're working with right yeah and i'd say some good ones to take would probably be the quarter inch mdf yeah quarter inch acrylic mm -hmm. uh cork probably from an engraving yeah. standpoint mm -hmm. in glass just because you kind of want to see how it Same behaves engraves. I mean, if you're like, you know, I guess if you're like a hobbyist, it's just going to be working on paper. It's not that not as important, but <laughs> yeah, the paper's not a big deal. Yeah, I think the uh, even the shittiest laser will get through that. But they do. still, still, you want to make sure that the machine is, you know, there's still some even cutting through paper. They may, may might take their time. Well, so. the other thing with paper is if your design is super intricate, yeah. some of those which I intro lasers their software that connects to the laser can't process that much data. Uh -huh. So then it can't do the job at all, Right. which I had that problem oh, did with you? my first one. No kidding. Yeah. The full spectrum. Yeah. It was like one of my more intricate paper cut things that I used to do. Uh -huh. uh, and it, it could not process all of the data. Shit. That sucks. Which your, your epilogue did. So, yeah. So the great thing about the epilogues, um, you know, I'm sure epilogue would feel bad, good that we're promoting in this way. But um, yeah, the good thing about the epilogues is that they, they kind of work just sort of like your standard printer, mm -hmm. um, the the print driver does. I mean, basically, you know, you, I, I use Illustrator most of the time, and, and I know you do too. And you send the job straight out from Illustrator, just like you're printing it on your laser printer, right? Yeah. So which it's I like. super intuitive. It's super intuitive. Like you don't have to do anything else. Um, you just set your artboard up to the size of the printer or the size of the laser, excuse me. And um, yeah, that's basically it. It'll just cut the thing out just the way you have it. The one downside is it does not estimate time. No, it does not. But I doesn't the new, I think the Fusion does now, doesn't it? The Fusion series does, but yeah. those start at like 30K. Well, that's all right. You'll find it for like 10K somewhere. Eventually. <laughs> but you're going to find it tomorrow. It's like, I find a Fusion for $9,000. Should I get it? I'm like, yeah. There is one. It's like a, it's not 24 by 36. It's like 20 by, it's some weird dimension in between. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're going to upgrade, you might as well really upgrade, right? Oh, yeah. 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 But the software is definitely part of it. So I, I have to admit, like, the full-spectrum software that connected to the laser was fairly good. Um, I just had so much trouble with the laser itself because mm. I would go through, and it was belt-driven, so it wasn't like the servo motors that are in my epilogue. Yeah. And I think yours are stepper motors. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. and, the thing is, yeah. And Yeah, and then the, the legend is the same as mine, servo mm -hmm. motors. Yes, that's right. So this one was like just belt driven and it was like this little thin belt. So if it got dirty, it would skip. Oh, really? And shoot like a, like an inch to the right. So I was in the middle of engraving a sheet of material and it was that laminate stuff that's like 15 bucks a sheet. Uh -huh. And it got halfway through the job and then it just skipped and started engraving in a different spot. 
Ugh. And it did that four or five times, no matter how much I cleaned it. I cleaned it like after every job and it still would skip. So I don't know what was going on with it. Okay. Uh, but eventually the tube died and I actually sold it for parts for more than I bought it for. <laughs> That's another skill that you're pretty good at. <laughs> I try. I should say another skill that you have that I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, it's a good thing to have. Um, oh yeah. Oh, let me tell you about like my my uh, my boss experience. Oh yeah. Which well, which you already know, but I guess everybody else yep. doesn't. So, um, yeah. So my boss experience. So we had the Zing for a while, and we thought it was time to upgrade and get a larger machine. So I did some research, and at this point, we had never really experienced um, having a glass tube laser. So um, we're like, okay, how bad can it be? You know. We read enough about it that people had some good experiences with Boss Laser Systems, and you know, they have pretty good reviews on their site. We took the trip down to Florida, which is where they're headquartered, pretty close to Orlando. And uh, they were a really nice sales guy, took us out on the floor where they build the lasers, gave us a demonstration. We're like, fantastic, looks great. So we went and bought the 100-watt machine, which you know should be able to pretty much obliterate through a quarter inch of MDF, no problem. It should basically incinerate it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So, yeah, we, uh, on the demo, no problem at all. They shipped the machine over to us in South Carolina, and the first cut it did was okay. And I was like, well, I think it cut better at, you know, over there at their studio, or not the studio, the um, at the warehouse where they build them. So, you know, cleaned it up. I calibrated the machine, um, you know, which is a whole other thing. Uh, everything looked great. Did it again, and it wouldn't even cut through at all. So I'm like, is it me? What am I doing wrong? So called up Boss Lasers. They send us another tube. You know, we get the other tube, and I try it, and right away there's a spark, and boom, the, tur the tube burns out. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. There's like smoke pouring out the back of the machine. I'm like, oh shit, what did I do wrong? So I'm thinking it's me. I call him. It's like, oh no, you know, like that happens sometimes. <laughs> like, that should never happen. Yeah, yeah. So the guy's like, yeah, you know, sometimes if like the gasket isn't put properly over like the connectors on the end, like, you know, there could be like a little bit of a um, short circuit. Yeah. So don't worry about it. We'll send you another tube. They sent me another tube, had the same problems cutting and it was this whole ex weird experience. Like they just kept on telling me to like, recalibrate the machine. I'm like, dude, like I'm taking pictures here. The machine is perfect. Like the laser is going exactly where it should go. The machine's perfect. I must have gone through about six tubes. At I least. remember that. Yeah, and they came in these huge crates. Oh yeah, so funny. Like each crate weighs like 150 pounds. Well, these <laughs> so, tubes were like three feet long. They're huge. Yeah, so they basically look like big long um bulbs right yeah yeah so yeah so after the sixth one i'm just like i i think there's something either wrong with the machine or just something wrong with where you guys are getting your tubes from so they were nice enough i mean it was i i, I could sort of tell they were stalling they wanted me to stay with the laser for a while and keep trying i was like no 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 this is this is enough and this is yeah. like after like you know, this is after months and I'm like, we're losing money here. Like we actually, this is how we make our living and we cannot do that with this machine just sitting. That was a giant paperweight, just like you said. Yeah. So 
the guy came, they came in a big truck, he picked it up and he, and I, and I told him what happened and he goes, oh yeah, you know, we've been getting like this big run of like really bad tubes from China, but, um, you know, it's sort of like, it's like Russian roulette. You just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's like, I do not want to play Russian roulette with my business, man. I just want something oh, yeah. that fucking works. I do know somebody that has a boss and they're not trying to cut through mdf like you are they uh -huh. do more like engraving of stuff so he engraves like a bunch of mugs uh -huh. um so he doesn't seem to have any issues like you did yeah. my dad went to the same place you did their headquarters in orlando uh -huh. and had the demo and they couldn't cut through the material during the demo oh shit so he was like that's no. a bad sign not not to knock boss too much because I think it's just I think it's just the tube lasers that are sort of unpredictable. I think it's um, the glass specifically. Yeah, I agree. I agree because I think a lot of them get their tubes from the same place even. So I don't think it has anything to do with the laser itself. I think it has more to do. I don't. I don't it has nothing to do with the build. Everything to do with the tube. So based on my experience with the glass tube full spectrum, I would agree because mine. Could not cut through quarter inch MDF, the 40 watt glass tube. And it even had trouble cutting through the eighth inch wood laminate from Johnson Plastics, which used to be laser bits. Right. When I got the mini, so this was based off the Zing. I knew the Zing could cut through it. I figured the mini should have no problem. Got it. And I'm cutting through quarter inch MDF all day. Like it's nothing. Like you have to run it you know relatively slow for what speed it can go but i have the only time i've had trouble is either i focused it wrong or i didn't clean the mirrors or the lens right. so all of it was my own stupidity and none of it was the machine the glass tube ones i cleaned everything inside and out and i could never get it to cut through quarter inch of anything so yeah. that's kind of why I was like, I'm never getting a glass tube one ever again. Yeah, and, and I guess some people have good experiences with the glass tubes. Like if you look at the reviews online for Boss Laser, I, I've seen like people who are like, yeah, I'm getting my third machine and they've all been great. So, you know, I can't knock it. I guess some people are just lucky. But again, I'd rather not take that gamble. You know, like I've just had yeah. good experiences with the RF tubes. So RF being the metal encased tubes, right? Um, yeah. And my experience with those tubes has been far better than any glass tube one I've had. Yeah. For experience. Uh, another difference to distinguish between the glass tubes and the RF tubes. So the RF tubes are radio frequency tubes, and you can um, change the frequency at which the laser fires as it's cutting, uh, which is kind of cool because, you know, different types of materials, you want to get different finishes on them. So like acrylic, you want to get more of a sort of like, a, I guess, smooth glass finish on it. So mm -hmm. you want to fire pretty fast. So, you know, you can put a, put a high frequency to it. But something that's more combustible, like a, a wood product or something, or like paper, you probably want to keep a low frequency because you don't want to have that sort of focus and attention to the laser on, on the surface area. Yeah. Just because you don't want it to go on fire. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, that's that's a plus, you know, the fact that you have that sort of minute control over it. And that's, so like MDF, I usually run it at 500, I think. Acrylic, yes. I think, is more like 12 or 1500. I'll push. I'll push it all the way to five thousand just to get the smoothest finish. But you know, well, guess, yeah, that works too. It works. Uh, <laughs> I definitely run it higher than wood. So I'd say when you're looking at them, definitely do what you said, which is 
take take like five or six different materials you plan to use mm-hmm. of varied thicknesses and take them in and make sure they can cut through them all. Yeah. Now, some of them, you can't actually go see them in person. So like the ones from China, my philosophy is if you can't see it in person, you shouldn't buy mm-hmm. it for, if it's a laser. So you can see the boss, you can see, I think, full spectrum, you can see Epilogue, you can see Laguna, Universal, Trotec. I don't know if you can see Glowforge yet, but I know they have like oh. the fancy integrated camera stuff. Yeah, if you go to like the maker shows, you'll probably catch them there, but I don't yeah. know if they have like a showroom, a physical showroom you can show up to, right? Well, and that's another good thing you can do is you can go to trade shows. So there's... By you, the only one I knew of was the NBM show, which is in Charlotte. So it's basically like signage. So it has CNC manufacturers, laser manufacturers, and then material suppliers and like UV printing and sublimation and all that. Well, I know where you are in, where you are in mm-hmm. Vegas. You got all the good shows, don't you? So there's actually one this month and like three weeks from now. It's the SGIA Expo. Mm-hmm. So it's at like the largest convention center I think we have. And it's so Trotec will be there, Epilogue will be there, Universal will be there, and even some other ones, um like Radian Laser, I think mm-hmm. might be there. And then Johnson Plastics, which is a material supplier, will be there. And I think some glass tube laser companies will be there, but I'm not positive about that. So I'm going so I can kind of check out what's out there from a 24 by 36 and larger aspect in both CNC and laser and kind of get the feel of what's newer just because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I was impressed with the few. I went to a, a trade show over in, in Europe and um, I was I was over in Denmark and uh yeah it was it was pretty cool man because i know epilogue now has if i remember correctly epilogue now has a satellite office up there and uh so you know they're distributing from uh from europe and uh so i got a, i got a good close-up look at the fusion i was pretty impressed with it I'm like man i want that <laughs> i want it but yeah. it is so expensive it's crazy expensive yeah well that's but, the other thing so they have those bigger ones uh-huh. and then they're both they're the flex machines so they do CO2 and they can do fiber. Right. Of course, if you get both, it's then like a $60,000 machine. Yeah, yeah. Which is absurd. We should probably tell people what the difference between the two are if you're using CO2 and, and the fiber machine. Go for it. Which is, so, you got a good point. We should. Uh, well, I, I guess to, to make it short and sweet. So the the the, the um. The regular CO2 machines are, are primarily we've been talking about. You know, you can cut through wood, paper, um, acrylic, um, and but you can't really engrave on metal nor cut metal with it. Um, not without an oxygen assist if you're cutting through really thin metal, or if it's uh, if it's anodized or you use that Surmark spray. Right, then you can engrave on it, which isn't really engraving on it. What you're doing is marking it. It's sort of yeah. a chemical process and for Surmark, know, yeah. If it's right. anodized, it is. It, it is. It is engraving. Yeah. Right. Right. But um, with the um, what the heck were we talking about? <laughs> the uh, fiber. The fiber lasers. Right. With the fiber lasers, you actually can engrave metal, so you can stick a stainless steel 
bottle opener in there and uh, it'll it'll engrave it and it'll be um you know it'll be marked permanently which is kind of neat well on the fiber ones you can't really cut through the uh like wood and stuff from right. what i've read uh-huh. so you kind of have to pick one yeah. or the other yeah you can't like really see, unless you, you get the flex machines if your industry is like engraving firearms or something like that well you know the fiber machine is probably a good choice for you if that's all you're going to be doing yeah I mean, you know, if that's going to be like your your money maker so but just yeah take note of that that you're not you're, you're not gonna have the flexibility mm-hmm. of being able to cut through all these materials but you can mark guns all day right or if you're doing like those yeti tumblers yeah right right uh-huh. so so i mean there's a place for both of them. so the laser that trevor was talking about you can actually it's it's the best of both worlds you can you can engrave the metal uh, without any marking spray and it's a true engraving or you can set it up to cut through all those other materials we were talking about which is kind of neat so i know that epilogue and trotech both have that mm-hmm. i don't know if universal does i'm sure know. they do I really don't. I haven't looked at the catalog for a while. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'll find out at the SGI Expo. Yeah, I guess that's a good follow-up. <laughs> so I will... I'll have to look into that. Yeah. But I... And that's another thing. So you have, like, the intro hobby-ish, and I'd, I'd probably classify it as non-production kind of machines and companies mm-hmm. that offer those machines which we've kind of been talking about, which are Glowforge, Full Spectrum, Boss, Laguna. There's who knows how many Chinese versions. Yeah. Then the ones from like Amazon and eBay. And then there's and Boss. And then you have what I would, and it seems to be across the industry that these are kind of like the top three. Yeah. Which are Epilogue, Trotech, and Universal. And they're all a little bit different. So, like, Trotech has their own tubes that are ceramic cores. Mm-hmm. And I have never actually had experience with the Trotech, but I've never heard anything bad about one either. But they are uh, other than very the price, expensive. Yeah, yeah, other than the price, I've never heard anything. I mean, the, the Trotechs have some pretty cool things. Like, they have some neat features. Like, you can sort of open up the chassis and, like, run really big pieces of wood yes, through them and all this stuff. The pass-through. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and apparently sort of get what you pay for. But, I mean, that being said, I mean, you know, the best lasers, I guess, I guess the one that works for you, um, if you're not going to be using it to to support your family, so to speak, if you're, if you're just using it just to sort of get your, your feet wet and mm-hmm. you go and you see one of these glass tube lasers and it's doing what you want it to and you take it home and it's still doing what you want it to, well, hey, then I guess you're okay, right? And uh, that's how I started. Yeah, but I think once you start getting more serious about your business, um, you want something that's got great tech support and the parts aren't going to wear down very quickly and the tube's going to last you a while because trust me, that one or two days that you go without a tube, they will kill you. Yeah. Um, and I know that firsthand. So, <laughs> so make, sure, <laughs> make sure that you get a place that's going to ship overnight a tube to you if you need it. You know, um, Those are good features. Yeah, and I've had pretty good experience from a tech support standpoint so when i had the full spectrum their tech support was okay like they answered the phone which i guess is step one um <laughs> right but they awesome. didn't always i'd say it was like a 60 40 chance they'd answer the phone hmm. and if they answered it 
I would typically get the information I needed to get me to that next step, but it didn't necessarily always solve the root problem. With Epilogue, anytime I've had a problem, and usually my problems are user-based. So the first one I had was like the connection from the computer to the laser because I was using a USB cable. And they said, well, first off, we'd recommend using Ethernet. Uh, but short of that, let's go through all the steps. And they probably talked to me for an hour until I got it up and running and I had no problems anymore. Yeah, those guys are pretty patient. Oh, yeah. Like, way more patient than I would be. I bought the cable and stuff from them, and I had it within two days, I think. It wasn't oh, very yeah. long. Yeah, and if you really need it, they'll overnight it to you. Like, if it's like, I need it for my business because I have this yeah. huge job, they'll they'll send it to you overnight, and they'll, it'll get there early the next day, which is great. Um, and another good thing is the warranty for all their parts. Um, yes. Like, a lens, whatever, it's it, it's all 360, I mean, that was going to say 365 days. It's all, it's all like, I think, one-year warranty. Which I think the tube is two. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I know. Uh, yeah, I think you're right about that. I, I'd have to check. Which isn't, I just got my. Tube I don't replaced. think many other ones do that. Because I think like full spectrum, it was not nearly as long as. That. I know when the tube is new, like when the machine is new. I think it's two years. I don't know if you replace the tube, it goes to like one year. I'll check on that to make okay. sure. You might be right. I don't. For some reason, I want to say they told me that when I bought it. Well, you might be right. Then yeah, if it's two years, that's great. That'd be fantastic. So yeah, two years for the tube. Um, even if hey, even if it's one year, it's better than to get like through a lot of other places. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that yeah, that's the lenses and everything too. The belts, you know, I think they get. Um, let's say you get a new belt and it snaps on you, which is highly unlikely. Um, even if it catches fire and it tears because the rubber gets too hot or worn or something like that, they will replace it for you. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're really good about that stuff cracked lens whatever you just got it they'll send you another one they're pretty good and i have to admit the cleaning and maintenance of a glass tube versus this one severely different oh yeah so like aligning mirrors and getting it to be truly aligned on the full spectrum i could do it and then as soon as i adjusted for material height it had a manual adjust that you did undid a thumb screw and you slid it down. That was your Z axis. Once you tightened it back up, the mirrors were no longer aligned. Oh no. <laughs> so or not the mirrors. The mirrors didn't align with the lens anymore, the way it was supposed to. And the epilogue and most most of these machines from Universal, TroTech, and Epilogue all have the motorized Z axis where the whole bed moves. So that I think I aligned mine in South Carolina, moved it clear across the country in a truck, set it up, and it was still aligned when I got here. That's awesome. And I was totally expecting it to be misaligned. Yeah. And they, they actually, these guys actually recommend putting like a drop of crazy glue on the, the little Allen wrench screws that are on there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, which I don't think is really that necessary i've never done that yeah yeah i did it the one time for the zing and then but i was like well i have to adjust it again eventually yeah (laughs) yeah. um yeah i did it the one time and i don't know i've done it i have not done it with the legend and i haven't seen any issues with the legend so whatever And aligning the mirrors on those is fairly easy yeah it is. and even cleaning like overall maintenance so you have to clean like the linear encoder on these kind of machines i don't Mm -hmm. think the 
I don't think the glass tubes have that to worry yeah. about. Yeah, the linear encoder is like a thin little silicon strip, strip that, yeah. that runs, um, you know, left and right to the machine. It basically controls the engraving aspect of it. It's got a, it has all the information uh, runs through there on how to properly engrave whatever it is that you're sending over, right? Yeah. Um, so if that gets dirty, then, you know, your engraving jobs kind of, they get all wacky, they get all stretched out and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you got to keep that pretty clean, but it's easy. It's really easy. They're all, they're all simple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the first time it was really daunting, but after that, it was like, that wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal at all. So yeah, I mean, I'm happy with the epilogues. Um, I think they're a great brand. I would, I wish I could say I had more experience with some of the other machines. I haven't heard anything bad about Trotec. Um, uh, or Universal, really, but yeah. especially Trotec. I mean, I saw I saw the Trotec show. Um, like they they gave demos over at that or that that show in Europe. I was telling you about, and um, I was I was I was impressed. I thought they were great machines. You know, I was just like, I wish I had like you know the forty grand to drop on one of those suckers. So I have found out that, like trade show wise, some like Universal and Trotec, I've heard will give you discounts and deals at the trade show mm. epilogue not really like they're pretty firm on their price because i remember getting a quote for a trotec at the time i was looking at the epilogue and i think the trotec it was the speedy 300 maybe mm -hmm. and during the trade show time it was like ten thousand dollars cheaper really that's so I think it just depends on their inventory and what they're trying to push. Yeah. But that's a good option too is if if you're interested and you go to a trade show and you, you know, are looking at it seriously, definitely go to a trade show and ask about trade show discounts. That's awesome. That's really cool. Hey, something else I liked about the Fusion 2 were the uh cameras inside. Oh yeah. Read, they can read registration marks, which is super handy. For like if you're doing die cuts and stuff, I thought it was really cool. I got a demo and I'm like, oh my god, that's a great feature. I wish I had that because there are certain times, like certain jobs I got, which have been much much easier if I just had a couple of registration marks in the machine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and if then if you get that as well, then you can start mixing in the sublimation with the laser, and you can print on acrylic or whatever, oh, and yeah. then you can cut it no problem. Oh my god, it's just like broadens your horizons by that much you know <laughs> so oh yeah much stuff you can do yeah after it sets you back 40k yeah that's right <laughs> just gotta make the money back yeah well in your case the 11k you'll end up paying for it in the future one day you have, you have to find somebody that's selling two of them and just let me know <laughs> so the biggest thing i found is you have to search in like a 10 hour drive radius uh -huh. to find any laser deals whatsoever which right now next to me there's none in Las Vegas, but there's some in like Phoenix, Arizona. There's some in like Los Angeles. There's some in Denver, which I mean, Epilogue is in Colorado. So that kind of makes sense. And then there's yeah. some in Washington, Oregon. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of information. Like if you're willing to do the homework and dedicate your time to getting a good deal, you will get a good deal. Yeah, you will. Yeah. So, and you know, when it comes to these machines, they get pretty expensive. So if you can, if you have the cash on hand to pay up front for something like that, I think it's great. It's well, and the other it. thing is, I agree with you when you said earlier about, you know, starting with a hobby one, which is what I did kind of, 
in a way. So I, I started by coming to you, which is actually how I would recommend people do it regardless, is go to somebody else that has one and have the run jobs for you. Now, you may break even on whatever you sell because at the start, it, it's going to be kind of expensive, especially if people are charging like 250 a minute, which to me is too much, but whatever. Yeah. But if you do that, then you kind of get the sense of, you know, am I designing it correctly? What am I designing differently that I need to do, you know, for it? Do I enjoy it? Do I like it? Am I going to want to do this more? And if you spend like six months or so doing that, which is probably, I probably did it for like a year with you. Mm-hmm. And then look for a machine off Craigslist or whatever if you can. Or if you have the money, go buy one. And then use it. So for me, it was good because I bought one used off Craigslist. Found out what I hated. <laughs> and then decided what I really wanted. So I got to learn a lot about like the maintenance and you know how to set it up and what you'd have to deal with. And I will say when I had the full spectrum one, I was probably fiddling with it like every time I used it. And and it could be for like 30 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And the epilogue, I think I've done two total hours of maintenance since I bought it like a year and a half ago. And that was the day I bought it when I fully like I took panels off and cleaned it thoroughly with like a magic eraser (laughs) and did all of the grease stuff, clean the linear encoder, clean the lenses, clean the mirrors, lined everything like vacuumed it out. It was a hardcore cleaning. And then after that day, I have only done probably 20 minutes of routine maintenance. So I haven't had any issues really since. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so basically what I was saying, yeah, it's such a simple task in the mornings. Like, you know, I'll have people from, from work just unscrew the lens carriage, dampen the cloth, clean the lens real fast, clean the mirror every morning. And it's literally three minutes of work, you know, like every because we're using machines every day, all day. Yeah, you're so running really like eight hours. Yeah, and that's literally all the maintenance. I mean, the main part of the maintenance that we do on the machine is that just cleaning the lenses, cleaning the mirrors every day. It's like three minutes a day, and then you know, once a month we'll do like a heavy duty cleaning on. Mm-hmm. But for a machine that you're using every day, all day, that's really not a lot of maintenance. I would agree. And the when I had the the glass tube one, not only did I have to do more maintenance. But it also ran like half as fast. So there used to be, I have designs that you've ran for me on the Zing. I think it took four and a half minutes on a Zing. It would take like almost 10 on the full spectrum one. Wow. And then it would take like three and a half on the mini. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, And the Zing is just a 40 watt machine. I think the mini's 40 watts as well. Yeah, it's 40. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same machine, but it's faster motors. Right, faster motors, right. right. That's that's unbelievable, right? What a difference. Yeah. So if you're doing production, if you truly want to make it a business and you truly want it to be production quality, I would stick to one of the big three. Yeah, time is money. Yeah, for sure. You you want to make sure that the uh, thing's being productive for you. You know, I guess we should also talk about um, 
the other machinery that you need when you buy a laser, like the blower and all that yes. stuff is kind of important too. Which there um, are good hints for that too of where not to get them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my uh, my blower. So so you have to get a blower. Basically, uh, when I say a blower, it's it's the um, large. What are you gonna say? Is that thing on for like for um, like woodworkers and stuff? They'd probably classify it as a dust collector. A dust collector, right? And you know, you know, you, most of these come with the big bags that collect all the mm-hmm. all the debris and and wood. Yeah, don't use that. Yeah. You'll catch that thing on fire. Right. So take those off, and you want to run some aluminum tubes, if possible, going outside of your house somehow, either out your window yeah, like or basically dryer duct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, just run those going right out, and that'll just take all those fumes being created by the laser and just send them right outside the house, which is where you want it. Send them to your neighbor. Yes. Yeah, send it right to your neighbor. Merry Christmas. That delicious acrylic <laughs> smell. It's the best smell on the yes. planet, isn't it? The MDF is the best. Oh god, I don't know, man. The acrylic is pretty harsh to me. <laughs> it smells <laughs> god awful. It's a terrible yes. smell. Don't. So I used to have to just like, I used to just open my garage door and vent it out of the garage. Uh-huh. So a good wind would come and bring it right around. <laughs> but since then, so this house has like a little cutout in the garage on the side. Uh-huh. So I moved the laser to it and then Jimmy rigged like a uh, an exhaust port that screwed into the wall so it can go straight out the side. So I don't have to open the garage anymore. It's the best way to do it. Just send it right out. Um, so yeah, so you need that. And then you're going to need an air compressor. Mm-hmm. And the air compressor, pretty much, it's sort of like, um, you know, blowing out the match, so to speak. So, so as the laser is doing its work along the material that you're cutting, you know, you'll get flare-ups once in a while, mm-hmm. and the, that air compressor just, you know, it keeps that area clean because it's blowing the smoke out of the way, but it's also blowing out any small fires that are starting up. So, I highly recommend it if you don't want to burn your house down well and that's it's basically the air assist system that they have and some have like the zing has a curtain Mm -hmm. of air and a lot of other ones have like the direct spot air assist which is what the mini has and the legend and if you forget to turn it on you will find out quickly because the flame will not go away yeah, yeah, this, you'll see the flames come up pretty high, and it'll get really smoky and dark in the mm-hmm. laser. So yeah, you'll you'll know pretty fast. So it's a good good idea to get one of those. Um, I know some people like take the chances, and I, I read I read a, a blog or something somewhere where somebody's like, "Oh, now I realize why my stuff keeps flaming up, and it looks really dark and dingy. Like yeah. they've never gotten an air assist for their machines. So. Definitely have an air assist. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good precaution. So the air air assist is important. The blower is important just because you want to be able to breathe air. Um, And then I guess if you're getting a glass tube machine, then you're going to need the water cooling system as well. Yeah, and it's recirculating. So you have to have – what I had was the five-gallon bucket from Home Depot. Mm -hmm. And you have to run distilled water through it. And you need the water pump. So usually when you order it, I think the water pump comes with it or it's an add-on of some sort. But you, when you're doing a glass tube one, you have to start the water pump first and have it circulate through the tube until all bubbles disappear before you can ever turn the laser on. Mm-hmm. 
or you can start to get um, issues in the tube and then potential cracking and all that other good stuff. Right. It's just so much more complicated with the glass tube, right? Yeah. Like, everything. like yeah. I'm glad I did it because it taught me a lot. Yeah. And I'm glad I never. Yeah. Don't I, ca- I kind of, I'm glad I did it too. Cause I've ended up in that situation where somebody just gifts me one. Like I'll be like, yeah. okay, I can deal with this, but yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather not. If, hey, if somebody wants to gift me one, that's yeah. 24 by 36. I'm all for it. Why not? And it works, right? Yeah. It'll work for most of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and there's also air filtration systems too, by the way. Like if you don't want to pump the bad yes. air out or if you have like neighbors that are, you know, not going to be happy about the smell. Of the or if you're doing it inside your house. Yeah, so you can get these air filtration systems where everything will get blown to the air filtration system. And, I, you know, I, I've i never used one. I don't know anybody who has one, and I'm not really sure how they function. But They are they expensive. Exist. And they're expensive. Yeah. So they use them at trade shows, which is how they can run them indoors. But they are, in some cases, they're like half the cost of the laser. Well, there you go. So they they can be four or $5,000. So it's better to have neighbors that'll tolerate the smell of acrylic. And yes, yes, <laughs> I haven't had complaints so far, so that's good. Yeah, but well, as far as where to buy the stuff, like the air compressor for the direct air assist. So mine is the same as yours, which is from Harbor Freight, and it's like the airbrush. Yeah, uh, one. I want to say it's like. How much C? It says like a seventy-five C. No, it's, it's not very high. CFM, so there like is that. a recommended CFM that the manual will have. I think they say like thirty-five or something. Yeah, but it's so quiet, and it it's a continuous running one, but well, I can I, never hear it. Really. I had a gas. I had a gas air filtration system that came with the Apple. Like I had bought it, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't as good. I mean, and gas is supposed to be like the best of the best. Yeah, and I'm sure that thing would have lasted forever. But it just wasn't didn't have enough punch, so I ended up getting the one from Harbor Freight, and yeah. it just I just noticed it was cleaner when I started running it. And I know it's like it was above whatever they recommended for the Legend, but it was fine. And one one guy I spoke to, one of the tech guys who probably wouldn't want me to use his name, was just like, you know what, you'll get away with it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll get it. So it done. does. It works pretty well. It worked, and, and, and I've was... had it for years, and it still hasn't oh, yeah. caused any issues at all. So when it was only like eighty bucks, and I think the one from most companies, if you buy it with the lasers, like two hundred or more. Yeah, two at least. At least I know there's some. A gas makes some models are like five hundred dollars, oh. six hundred dollars. So well, and the dust collector, exhaust fan, whatever you want to call it, you can usually get one for like two hundred dollars. From like a woodworker supply like Rockler or whatever. But you'll yeah. end up paying like 300 plus if you buy it through the laser company too. Yeah, I got a pretty strong because I have both lasers running through the one and, you know. the Yeah, yours the is a is running pretty out. So I got a, I got a, I think it's like a 1200 CFM Grizzly. So yeah. it's just like, you know, there is no, no scent left in the room yes. generally. Well, or you could do what right I out. did, which is buy your old one when you upgraded. You can do that as well. It worked find for some, me. Find somebody who's upgrading and then I'm buy still using one. it. Yeah, it's a that's a good one, man. I had it for a it's long time. It's working well. That it's also a grizzly is, one, I think. It is a workhorse. It is a it is a grizzly. I think it's like a 850 CFM or something. Yeah, it, yeah. it works well. Yeah. So so yeah, those things are important. The blower is important. The air assist is important. Um, oh, I remembered one. Design software. Right. So just as important as the laser is what you're going to design and to send it to said laser. Yes. So like 
you and I use Illustrator, but you can use Inkscape. You can use Corel Draw. I think most of the lasers, um, at least the the top three, um, they I don't know for contractual reasons or what it is, but they generally recommend using Corel Draw. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know why. Like I know like Epilogue Stamp Tool. Like they they have this like um, in their print driver they have like this like stamp function. I've seen. If that. you use Illustrator, it fails. It's supposed to work with Corel Draw, so. You know, I just a heads it, up. So. I I tried using it before with Illustrator, it didn't work for me, and I've yet to try with Corel Draw. But that's what I've heard. I've I read just some blogs online. They said, you know, if you're going to use that stamp function, make sure you, you use it with Corel Draw. Just an well, FYI. For how often I'm going to do that? Yeah, I know exactly. I'm totally happy <laughs> using Illustrator for almost everything else, so it's no big deal to me. And the and many of them, it'll go through like their proprietary stuff anyway. So mm-hmm. if you uh, epilogue is different because it uses a print driver yeah but i think universal and trotech both use their own software so you you print it from illustrator or whatever and it goes and it pops up with their software where you can then manipulate it some more and give it different settings or whatever you want to do and it basically acts as your print driver just with a lot more stuff which is generally the case with most of the lasers, I think, right? Like yeah, you know, almost all of them. Stuff. I think yeah. Epilogue is one of the few that's just the driver. Right. It's just it's super cool, man. I really do like that functionality. Just you know, Control P. You know, as long as all your yeah. settings are set up already, you don't have to like go in and do it again. Just Control P, and then that's it. And you can load. I mean, you can save your settings and then bring them back up later. So yeah, that's not awesome. that big of a deal. And they it's do awesome. have the job manager if you do want to go that route. Yeah. I yeah. just don't. <laughs> Me neither. You know, I should probably. Make better use of it. I crashed it a couple of times just because it sent. It had like every single job I'd ever done, and I was like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm just not going to use it. So. I think it would yeah. work well if you had like the fusion machine where you could estimate time because I think it works for that. But for the Zing and Mini and the older legends, I mean, use a print driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It works fine. So. So oh, yeah, any... man, that's... Oh, We're go just... ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, any last pieces of advice when buying your first laser, if you were giving advice to people that either don't have one or are looking into it seriously, whatever it might be? I would say what you did was awesome, and I wish I would have done that. Um, find somebody that you know, um, or not, not that you necessarily know, find somebody that does what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. At least, you know, if you want to, if you want to use a laser, find somebody that has a laser and uses a laser, um, develop a relationship with them, go check out the stuff. Uh, most people I found are really kind and willing to help anybody that wants to get into the business and, you know, everybody wants to make new friends, Right. So go check out the machines firsthand and you're going to get a, mo- a more honest look at the machine than if you go to like a showroom where they have like everything set up for success, right? Yeah. So they're going to give you just an honest like, hey, this is what's worked for me. This is what not has worked for me. Um, so I think it's probably the best approach. So yeah, yeah. Find something that has the software or the software. Some Find something that has the hardware that has the machinery that you want to use and, you know, use it with them. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. That doesn't always work out, but... Mm-hmm. And then when it comes time to shop for the laser, then go and 
make sure they get a live demo. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've had mixed experiences. So when I was in South Carolina, because I met you, it worked out really well. And you taught me pretty much everything I knew before I bought my laser. And then as I bought one and started dealing with it, I've I think I kind of diverged from you and went a different way and learned different stuff and then kind of came back <laughs> and then but here it's so if you find a maker like you or me um, and there's a few others that are small we're more than willing to help other people but then if you are googling you know laser cutter or laser engraver and you go to one that's like a business they're generally standoffish and don't want to do anything to help anybody if it doesn't make them a butt ton of money. Right, there's that. And I guess you also have people that are competitive too and they're kind of scared oh, yeah. they're going to take business away from them and all that stuff. But, I mean, for my part, you know, I feel there's room for so much and people like to do different things. And, you know, I generally, like, if you develop a friendship for somebody, you're hoping they're not going to, like, try to steal your business. Yes. They're going to, like, if anything, they're going to, they're going to, add something to your business so um you know if you go in with that mindset i think um it's not so bad well then that way you find out about material suppliers you find out about you know materials you didn't know were out there Mm -hmm. and i'm starting to get into materials that i don't even think you've used before which is awesome like i didn't know about that acrylic till you just told me about it yeah the the romark fusion graphic stuff now it's pricey but you can get some really cool effects that you can't get right. just engraving. And if the client's going to pay for it anyway, it's really, it really yeah. doesn't matter. You know, it's just up to, you know, it depends upon the effect that they want. Right. So, yeah. And it's super thin. It's like one sixteenth of an inch. So oh, really? a laser should fly through it. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the other thing is like, I also found out that you can get, if you order through Johnson plastics, you can get acrylic and have them apply a sign tape to the back of it, which I didn't know until now. So you can have them apply this adhesive tape to the back that's approved for outdoor signage. And then when you cut it, it'll cut it with the adhesive tape and then you just peel and stick and you're done. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, so you, you can send your materials to them and they will do that. So I think you can order the tape separately and then get the tape and apply it to your own oh, materials. I see, I see. Or okay. if you order materials from them, they will apply it in the factory warehouse. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, so That's still pretty cool. The intent is to get that tinted, patterned, fusion graphic stuff with the tape on it. Mm-hmm. So I can peel and stick that part. The other ones, I'll have to probably just glue them together. Yeah. That's, that sounds awesome. Well, anyway, I gotta. I have to run, unfortunately. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So, thank you again. Laser talk. We love lasers. We can talk forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah time goes by pretty fast. I just noticed it's eleven eleven. I was like, I should be able to be gone by ten thirty. Well, it's not. It's eight eleven. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's all relative. Exactly. <laughs> Depending on what part of the globe you're on. So, okay. Yeah, I. I mean, if. Uh, if people have questions, do you feel like you're okay with them coming to you too? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Your sure. area? Um, yeah. So, um, designer at pointlaser.com is my email address. So, cool. anybody has a question, yeah, just uh, 
I'm happy to happy to help out. Designer yep. at pointlaser.com. And as always, um, they can they can contact us both email, Instagram, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Materials, machines, anything laser. I think both of you and I are probably I feel like I've maybe caught up now. <laughs> I, I think you're more than caught up. If anything, you're might be ahead, but that's a, that's good. That's a good thing. Um, hey, if anybody needs any uh, thing cut, we can also use the business. So, you know, just letting you know. <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes. Exactly. So we're happy to educate, but we're also happy to take your jobs. So yeah, totally agree. Um, well, thank you again, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Not a problem, man. Good talking to you. Take care. Of course. Yeah. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com where we'll post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your Maker Vision become a Maker Reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or once again in previous episodes, feel free to Drop us a line at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at makervisionpodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review and, uh, and just some really nice words to, to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing hearing from you next week. 